you need to know about this because you are potentially losing out and this is something you should raise with your employer. Hello and welcome to another episode of Heads Up On Money. This is episode 31. Listen up because you need to know this when it comes to your workplace pension scheme. Hello money nerds, thank you again for listening and tuning in to Heads Up On Money. I hope you are all well and you've had a nice January. I hope it's not been too blue for you and you've managed to do something fun with your loved ones. So what are we up to at Heads Up on Money? Well, we're getting into the swing of things with this year and we're going to cover a slightly more technical concept today. Now, bear with me, folks. Obviously, some of the episodes are a bit lighter touch. We've had a couple of fun ones recently looking at some investment quotes and debunking what is meant by the FTSE index in the UK. This one is slightly more practical in nature and applicable to some of our listeners. And as the introduction alluded to, you need to know about this if you fall into certain categories. Because, as I'll go into... If this does apply to you, the way in which your workplace pension scheme is set up could be costing you and you could be missing out on free money, effectively. So what am I talking about? Well, today's episode, we're going into workplace pension schemes. I'll give a brief heads up on what exactly these are. Most of us listening will have a workplace pension, but there's a particular area in this specialism, if I call it that, around how your workplace pension scheme is set up and differing ways in which it's set up have different rules and if you fall into a certain category where your income is below a certain level, then you could be disadvantaged depending upon which way your workplace pension scheme is set up. So I'm going to arm you with the knowledge that you need to know here and hopefully if you've fallen into this crack, you can raise this with your employer and it gives you ammunition to hopefully get more money in your pocket. So listen up to the end of the show. You're going to get a few hints, tips and pointers on this very topic. It is going to be a bit technical at times, but I'll try and keep it enjoyable as much as I can and not too tech heavy. So let's get stuck into this one. It's episode 31. Okay, we're talking here about pensions and you knew it was going to be coming financial advisor talking about pensions. What a shock. But I hope some of the things I'm going to share today will be actually interesting because a lot of us, we switch off when we talk about pensions. Talking about the word pensions gives us the fear. We think about things like we're not saving enough into pensions. I don't understand my pension. It's very much the Pandora's box of financial planning. But pensions are magnificent. And I realise I sound incredibly sad for saying that. But pensions are pretty much as good as it gets when it comes to investing for your long-term futures. And the reason is because when you save into a pension, you get free money. So that means it's not just you putting your hard-earned money into a pension, you're getting free money added into that. So where's this free money coming from? What am I talking about? Well, obviously, you've probably heard it referred to as tax relief. 
And what this effectively means, it sets an incentive from the government for us to save to our long-term futures, the idea for them being that it will reduce our dependency upon the state. And little point on that is a lot of people when it comes to their retirement planning think we'll be okay, the state will have our back. Well, sadly, that is not the case. You may have a state pension that you've built up over your working career, and that is a really valuable income source in retirement. But beyond that, unless you are diligent with your personal savings and personal investments, you are pretty much on your own, folks. So that is why taking control of your long-term financial futures is so important. Because if you've become accustomed to a certain way of living, a certain standard of living now, you want to ensure that is replicated in the future. And unless we take ownership and autonomy over our pension choices and our long-term investment choices, we're going to suffer. Hence why we have workplace pensions. The government realised that people, aside from diligent money nerds who are listening to this podcast, you are the exception, people. But most people out there, they don't give a damn about this stuff because they put it out of sight, out of mind. And the government realised that. Hence why they brought in legislation that effectively forced us to save into our pensions for the long term. And this was pretty much the workplace pension changes brought in by auto-enrolment. Now, we're not going into auto-enrolment today, but just as a little bit of historical context here, effectively, if you earn over £10,000 a year and you're over 22 you'll be automatically enrolled into a workplace pension. So you will pay into the pension and your employer will pay into the pension. Critical point on that, you're both obliged to pay into your pension. And this was the idea of the government to move more of those people who were apathetic and didn't care about their long-term finances, they were forced to play their hands. So before you can get your hands on your salary and your earnings every month, there has been a pension contribution made that's parked away for the long-term future. So that is basically what auto-enrolment brought in. It forced us to think about our pension planning and realign our objectives. So question is, what has this got to do with today's podcast? Well, if you look at this from the perspective of an employer, they have to set up a workplace pension scheme. And when they do that, there are effectively two different ways in which this pension scheme can be set up. And the manner in which it's set up, the two different methods, receive tax relief for you in slightly different ways. Now, these two different schemes, if you want to do a bit of reading on this, they are relief at source, that's relief at source, and the other one is called net pay. Now, what I've alluded to at the start of this episode is that for many people, the difference doesn't matter to you. For most people, let's say, who fall into the basic rate threshold of earnings, and I won't clarify what that is because it's changing all the time. Indeed, here in Scotland, there's been recent introductions and proposals around another income tax rate. So, Let's not worry about what denotes a basic rate taxpayer, but if we assume that the majority of people are basic rate taxpayers, then 
whether their workplace pension is set up under a relief at source or a net pay arrangement is broadly irrelevant. If that is you and you're listening to this, you will still get enjoyment and knowledge from today's episode, but you're not missing out financially. Now, crucially, if you fall out with the basic rate threshold, let's go first of all to the higher and additional rate taxpayers. Well, if your workplace pension is set up under a relief at source arrangement, then you are only receiving basic rate tax relief on your pension contributions. Now that seems like a pretty big downside. Why is that? Well, the reason is that there is responsibility on you to reclaim the further tax relief that's applicable to you from HMRC via self-assessment. So let's Recap, what I'm talking about here is if you're a higher rate or additional rate taxpayer and your workplace pension is set up under relief at source, and I'll go into what that means later, then you are getting basic rate tax relief on your pension contributions. However, you are actually a higher rate or additional rate taxpayer. So technically, you should be getting tax relief at these additional rates. And that's why pensions are super valuable for people who are earning a lot of money, because you can reduce your taxable income and get more into your pension. So if you are a higher or additional rate taxpayer, you need to be reclaiming this via HMRC. And I'll do a different episode on that to understand what exactly that means in practice. Now, if you are set up under a net pay arrangement, the key takeaway I want you to take is it's a lot cleaner because in a net pay scheme, basically your pension contribution is made from your gross salary and then tax is charged on the remainder. So that means that effectively you are getting the full tax relief you're entitled to immediately without any responsibility for you to reclaim further tax relief from HMRC. You effectively automatically receive tax relief at the highest rate of income tax you pay. That's a lot to take in, I appreciate But the key things here are basically whether you are set up under a relief at source scheme or a net pay scheme determines what you need to do thereafter in terms of getting all the tax relief that is available to you. Now, turning attention to the people I alluded to at the start of this in that you could be losing out, it's the people who are non taxpayers that are suffering and this is a widely known issue in financial services called the net pay anomaly. Now what this effectively means is if you are a non-taxpayer and by that I mean you're effectively earning below the personal allowance, recap on what is meant by that, that is basically the low threshold whereby anything below it you do not pay income tax and anything above it, you start to pay a bit of income tax. Now, without focusing on current rates and rates are subject to change and all those disclaimers, at the moment, the personal allowance is £12,570 and that has said to be frozen for a number of years to come. So this is probably the figure you're going to get in your head and become used to. So anything above 12570 you are become a taxpayer. Anything below, you don't pay tax. You are out with the net of income tax effectively. Now, if you think about this practically, the group of people that this would apply to are those that have been caught by the auto enrolment rules. So you're earning above £10,000. 
you're enrolled in a workplace pension with your employer, but you're still not exactly a major earner. You're just earning below the personal allowance. So technically, you don't pay income tax. Great. Where are you going with this, Benjamin? What has this got to do with the two pension schemes I talked about? Well, let's link this back to relief at source versus net pay. Now, under relief at source, the way this is set up is effectively you earn your salary and then the employer charges income tax on that gross salary. So visualizing this on a payslip, you have your gross salary, income tax is deducted, and then you've got the net salary at the end. Then there will be a pension contribution that is made automatically by your employer. And the way this is set up is the employer will move a part of this over to your relief at source workplace pension. And then HMRC will add in the tax relief on top of that. So this is why for many people, if you look at your workplace pension statements, you might see, for example, there's a contribution from you of, let's say, £150 this month. But then on top of that, there will also be a tax relief payment which is basically another £37.5, which is equivalent to basic rate tax relief. So what effectively is happening here is, in terms of the total amount that needs to get paid into your pension at the end of the day, your employer is only deducting 80% out of your net pay at the end, and there's a further chunk that gets added by HMRC. Now that is great for those of you that are nil rate taxpayers, because you are effectively getting a freebie there from the government, even though you are not technically paying any income tax, so technically are not eligible for tax relief on your pension contributions, you're still getting a helping hand from the government. But the crucial takeaway is, if you are paying into your workplace pension and it's set up under a net pay arrangement, you're not getting this helping hand. So putting some numbers On this, if the scheme is a net pay scheme, employees won't get tax relief and they'll have to pay 20% more for their pension every month. So if there was a £100 contribution going into your workplace pension, under a net pay scheme, the employee would have picked up £100 of that tab and they would get no tax saving. But if their workplace pension was set up under relief at source, then they would only pay £80 into that relief at source scheme, and then the government would pick up an extra £20 to gross that up to £100. So this lets you see that it's a small group of people this might affect, but if you are not a taxpayer, you could actually be losing out if your employer has set up your pension in this way. Okay, so there was a lot there, I appreciate. It's quite technical in nature. So let's take a step back and summarise what I'm saying here. You have a workplace pension scheme. Paying into that is beneficial for your long-term future. The reason why pensions are so great is because you get free money from the government. You pay in and so too does the government. Your employer is required to enrol you into a pension under auto-enrolment and the manner in which they set up their auto-enrolment pension, be it relief at source or net pay, then the mechanics as to how you get your tax relief is slightly different. 
You don't need to worry about the details, but the point to take away is if you are a higher rate or additional rate taxpayer and it operates under relief at source, you're only getting basic rate tax relief, so you need to be reclaiming the further tax relief you're entitled to via self-assessment. If you are a nil rate taxpayer, the fact that your workplace pension is set up under net pay effectively means you're picking up all of the contribution tab to your pension, whereas if it was set up under relief at source, then you would only be picking up 80% of it and the government would be picking up the remainder. So clearly you could have two individuals, both of which are nil rate taxpayers. Mr. Bloggs is set up under net pay and Mrs. Smith is set up under relief at source. Both are nil rate taxpayers. Both don't have to pay income tax, but Mrs. Smith is getting tax relief on her pension contributions, whereas Mr. Bloggs isn't. And this is what's called the net pay anomaly. And it remains something that the government have said they'll look into, but as yet, this has failed to materialise. So it's an ongoing area and something for you to be aware of. Okay, I hope I haven't lost many of you on that. But this is just something you need to be aware of because wherever you sit on that spectrum of earnings, there's a likelihood that you need to be doing more and you're not getting everything you're entitled to. I will add a link in the show notes for a really good article I've read on this that summarises things that I've said today probably a lot more coherently than I have. But if you found this useful, please do share this one because, as I've said, it can actually result in people saving money and specifically getting more into their pensions at a lesser cost to you. And that is real good financial planning and makes financial sense. So share this episode with the people in your life if you think they will get benefit from it. And if you have enjoyed it, please let me know. Please reach out and leave me a rating wherever you're listening to this. And if it's on Apple Podcasts, leave me a comment and a review to say if you are enjoying the show as it really helps the show to grow an increase in the money charts so that we get the messages out there to more people. Great. Well, thanks everyone for listening. As I said, it's a bit meatier of a topic this week. So if you've stuck with it, kudos to you and it will pay off financially. I will see you all on the next episode. Hope you have a great week in the meantime. Goodbye, folks. (music) 